0: Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Nathan Fox, that's Ben Olson. We're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. Uh, We have a link here from the Law School Admission Council giving their advice on reading comp. Ben, do you want to read it?
1: Yeah, since there are a few possible ways to approach reading comprehension sets. These include, first bullet point, reading the passages very closely and then answering the questions Reading the questions first, reading the passage closely and then returning to the questions or skimming the passage and questions very quickly, then rereading the passage (laughs) closely and then answering the questions.
0: Okay, so that's a survey of all of the different uh, methods for reading comp that are taught by all of the various LSAT prep companies. Those are three different. Those are three completely different things. You can't do all three of those at once. You have to pick. Am I going to read the passage closely and then answer the questions? Or am I going to read the question, then the passage, then answer the questions? Or am I going to skim the passage and the questions, then reread the passage, then answer the questions?
1: Okay, Okay, so we (laughs) most certainly fall into the first camp, read the passage closely, and then answer the questions. LSAT goes on after they list these three... uh, points and say our three methods because the lsat is taken under time conditions should be timed conditions it may be most effective to use the first approach still mm. you might want to experiment with each of these different approaches and decide what works best for you <laughs>
0: um lsac has partnerships you know they charge lsat prep companies to license their questions and so LSAC can't piss anybody off by saying, hey, the best way to do reading comp is to just read the passage closely and then answer the questions. But they do acknowledge there that because the LSAT is taken under timed conditions, it may be more effective to, to use the first approach. And we are certainly on board with that. The, the, the section, it's called reading comprehension. They're testing whether you comprehended what you read. You don't get the questions right by skimming the questions, skimming the passage. You don't, you're not skimming anything. You're going to yeah. read the passage and you're going to actually comprehend it. Then when you get into the questions, you're going to be able to predict the answers to half of the questions. You are going to be able to skim some of the wrong answers, right? Cause you know what you're looking for and the answers start off with some garbage and you're just like, nah, that's, that ain't going to be it. That's not answering this question. And so you can kind of skim some of the wrong answers that you're not picking, but you're not skimming the passage and you're not skimming the questions. Read the passage first, then answer the questions. It's simpler than you think. You you just have to read it more carefully than you think. Ben, why isn't it advantageous to read the questions first?
1: Well, because as you just said, reading comprehension is testing your ability to comprehend what you're reading. When you read the questions first, you start to disrupt that process. I mean, (laughs) we can talk about a couple of things here. One, the fact that all the questions in reading comp are essentially must be true questions. That's what I want to talk about more than anything. Even I I want to talk about what happens because I've tried this. I've tried reading the questions first. Read the questions first. first. Yeah. And your mind gets filled with random bits of information, right? Because they do drop little things in there. And then as you're reading the passage, it's like you know, squirrels running across your path as you're walking down some, (laughs) and you're like, whoa, what was that? What was that? And people think that this is a method to help you better understand the passage, but really what they become are distractions. I want you to be zeroed in on what the author is trying to say, and then predicting where you think the author is going, not being pulled. Wait, I think there's a question about this. And I wonder if it's relevant. Is this the main point? No, none of that is helpful.
0: Yeah. On reading comp, they're they're going to ask you essentially the same question six times, which is, did you understand what you just read? Now they're going to ask you, did you understand what you just read about? And as Ben said, some bit of information that was in the passage. So it's going to be something like, you know, hey, what did the author say about lichenometry's uh, ability to judge rocks? You know, to to um, date. Rocks that are less than half a billion years old, or whatever it is, right? What, but I mean, the question is asking you, what does the author think about that? Yeah. And when you read the question first, you have no fucking idea what the author thinks about that because you haven't
1: read what the author says about that. You might not even understand that, right? You're I, no, like, and
0: you like an <laughs> 100% don't understand that. It's like, whoa, that's a real unfamiliar thing that you've never introduced to me. That doesn't make me feel more confident about my reading comprehension. That makes me feel less, less confident about my reading comprehension. And instead, what you could do is just flip it, do it the entirely opposite way, which is read what the author has to say. Then they're going to ask you questions about what the author just said. And you're going to go, oh, yeah, I read that. I remember a little bit about that. I think the author said that that won't work on rocks that are under a certain age or whatever it is. And, And It's like the theory, right? The reason why bad LSAT prep teaches these bad theories is that, you know, on the surface, it seems to make some sense. Oh, we want to know in advance what they're asking us so that we know what parts of the passage to pay closer attention to. Mm, So let's read these seven sentence, these seven, six or seven questions, which are all essentially asking you the same thing. What did they say about this? What did they say about this other thing? What did they say about this other thing? (laughs) And then like, you're going to take notes on what's the important stuff in the passage so that you can go try to look for the answers to those questions in the passage. It's just a garbage way of doing your homework assignment. I mean, I think every kid who is lazy, like me, tried to do this in their fifth grade social studies homework, right? You're reading a chapter and then you're doing the questions at the end of the chapter. So what do you do? Oh, I just look at question number one, and then I go try to find that answer in the chapter. Find the
1: answer, yeah. Because I don't want yeah, exactly. to read that whole
0: chapter. Well, I've never seen a single student do well on reading comprehension without reading the whole chapter. <laughs> You've got, you're have got, you not comprehending that document if you don't read the whole thing. So well, go what, ahead and read yeah. the whole thing first. Go ahead.
1: Sorry. One approach that they didn't mention here, the second approach is says, read the questions first, read the passage closely, then return to the questions. But there's a variant of this that some people do out there, which is to read the questions first, read the passage closely, and then stop mid passage and go answer the questions that you think have been answered as you read.
0: (laughs) There's a variant of that that people teach for comparative reading too, which is that, you know, because comparative reading is divided up into passage A and passage B, right? So for comparative reading, sometimes people are like, well, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to read passage A. Then I'm going to go to the questions that are specifically about passage A and answer those questions first.
1: Yeah. You know what I think is happening here is the real skill that you need to develop is reading comprehension, which is uh, hard on one level. If you you can't comprehend things, you got to sit there and figure it out. But that's actually an easier path than these other approaches. I I think what people want as teachers is to be able to give something to somebody, right? Oh, you're struggling. Oh, try this. Yeah, you try, try, try that. They want to throw you a lifeline and it's easier to just read things in a different order than it is to sit on a sentence and do the heavy lifting to then make sense of it, right? That's where the real skill development takes place but as a teacher, it's easier just to say, "Hey, uh, have, you, have you tried reading the questions first? G- do that and see how yeah, that goes for you." Right.
0: It's a real gimmicky strategy that they 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 can teach that to someone easily, right? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. really feel oh when I started before I took this Kaplan class, I would do the logical reasoning. I would read the argument first, and then I would read the question. And Kaplan yeah. taught me that I should read the question first and then read the argument and i learned that and it's like well yeah Yeah. you learned that but it's a bad idea like you learned that but it doesn't actually help you to answer the questions so they can teach you this it
1: is to teach right Right. like it's a super easy easy gimmicky
0: thing. thing that they can teach you they can also teach you like you know because going along with that they teach you about question types and how important you know you've got to know what you're good at and what you're bad at and so when yeah. you recognize that that's a parallel reasoning question well you know you can just skip that cuz those ones are hard yeah <laughs> and that's another like real easy gimmicky strategy that might get you a 5 point improvement somehow but it's also going to like cap you at a maximum of a five point improvement because in the long run, it's a bad strategy and we're looking to get you a 15 point improvement or a 25 point improvement. And the way we're going to get you there is you're going to actually understand what's going on. You've got it. You're going to be a lawyer. Okay. Lawyers don't not understand documents. Lawyers don't skim documents. Lawyers read the whole damn thing and understand what's there. And that's what we're going to teach you how to do. It's not, you know, we can't teach it like in a snap because it's just not that easy. Instead, we're going to teach you how to read actively, take it one sentence at a time, really get engaged with the passage and follow the story so that by the end of the passage, you're kind of predicting what they're going to say next. That's what reading comprehension is really all about. That's how you know that you've actually comprehended the passage. Is that by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, yeah, yeah, okay. I saw that that's where you were going to go with this thing. I, I I get it. And then you go into the questions and it's like, oh yeah, I know that answer. And oh yeah, I know that answer. And oh, this one. Yeah. Okay. Let me go back. I'm going to reread the passage a little bit. Yeah, here it is. Okay. So here's where they answered that question. And it's just so much of an easier, uh, calmer, less stressful way of doing reading comp.
1: Yeah, cool. Glad we got to read that. Email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or Law School Admissions news. Thanks for listening. (laughs)